welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. My name is Pierce, and uh, Caroline's here again. Caroline, hello. Hey. Hey. Not much. It's a very special podcast because Matt Ellis is back. Woo-hoo. Matt. Matt, how's it going? You, you hold up? Oh, it's, okay. It's Hanging that in there? week again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's why we brought you in. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts <laughs> on, on the Commonwealth Cup. But we have happy things to talk about first. We've we've got uh, the basketball team facing another stiff test and, and, and coming out victorious. Uh, certainly, we've got that football win against Liberty. Uh, but you, you want to talk about hoops first? They beat Arizona, uh, Arizona State. Sorry, yeah. the Sun Devils. Apologies. And uh, you know, they went through a scoring drought. And came out on the other side of it with uh, walls, some some gumption, some some. The bigger thing was that they withstood while not scoring any points. Obviously, this is pivotal when you talk about a uh, Virginia usually cavalanches other people. They got cavalanched exactly, like nineteen zero runs spanning the end of the first half into the second half. Um, Arizona State started 14, uh, 14 and zero. Like to start the second half, I was like, well, if they're just not going to score any points, like this could be a long second half. Um, and despite all of that, won the game. This was a very, I mean, it, and we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it hopefully not too much longer, but I think for a few <laughs> more weeks at least, I'm still optimistic. We finally got to see not necessarily great shooting from beyond the arc from Casey Morsell, but we saw Casey Morsell break out. Like, he was oh, going definitely. to the rack. He was using his size. Um, also, a lot. I'm going to double check the numbers, but a lot of his buckets were scored off of Diakite assists, or like Diakite is the guy that got him the ball. And honestly, the shot that he hit to put Virginia up 48-45, which was the final score, um, was a really, really great pass from Diakite, and really smart of him to kick it out. Like he's a senior who has all these expectations that he's going to be the guy that has to score points and do all this stuff. And he made the right choice, kicking it to the first year who stepped up in a big moment and hit the big shot. So that game was like equal parts. Oh, I get why people hate us. And also like they showed some (laughs) things that you like to see. Um, There's still, you know, it's second game in as many days, you know, beating UMass. That was a solid win. Like nothing that was like a more typical Virginia win. I thought just, they got ahead and were the better team. That was kind of, yeah. Um, but Arizona state's a team that likes to run. They did score some in transition, but when they needed to like Remy Martin had 21 points, but only one layup in the final 13 and a half minutes. Like that's an outstanding adjustment. And I think they did really well in, in some of that stuff. So, yeah. Um, I- yeah. I glossed over the, the UMass game just because the Arizona State game was much more, I think, telling of, of um, you know, what, what the season's going to be like in, in some tougher games against decent opponents, or at least opponents who, who are bringing um, flashes of a, a strong game. And, you know, I think Arizona State was probably frustrated with uh, the the non cavalanche uh, parts or sun devil lanche parts <laughs> that, that they went through because UVA's defense is legit. And uh, if they can find a w- ways to, you know, score 48 points, who knew that was going to be, like be the a, magic a big line you got to get to uh, the race to 48. Think, but do you guys ever think about worked. the fact like how great it is we don't have to play ourselves? <laughs> I was in watching that game. Oh, I was God. thinking about that. And I don't know that I've necessarily ever really thought about it that way. Like, I understand that it's frustrating and I understand that the defense is really good, but in watching that game, I was like, thank God we don't play some, like, I don't know. Like, I, know, I, I, think, I think I felt fair. a little bit for yeah. how Louisville feels when they play us. You know what I mean? Like, or, or Wisconsin when Wisconsin is good. Yeah. You know, that tended to be the, the, the mirror pointing or the Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. The Spider-Man thing. meme. Like, yeah, that, but that was a game where I was like, God, they've got to be so annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> So, Matt, I got a question for you. Statistically, uh, UVA is one of the absolute worst. I mean, like worse than 300th ranked uh, three-point shooting team in the country, six games in. Uh, is this something that is is transitioning away from uh, getting the freshman oriented and, and figuring out an offense without its three stars from last year and just into – uh, oh, this team can't shoot very well <laughs> outside of Mamadi, who, who's actually been pretty decent. What, what are your thoughts? 
I, I mean, we shot, I think, eight for 30 from three over the, the two games against UMass and Arizona State. I think that raised our percentage. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a little concerning. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I just don't think. Like, you look at the roster, and I, I think this team is good. I think it's a lot like the, the 2016-17 team after Malcolm and, and Gill and, and Toby and some of those guys had left where it was sort of a transition year where we played great defense, but they were going to be – games that we lose that we haven't lost in the past few years um because you just look at the roster and I, I don't know who you expect to start making shots i mean Mamadi's right. shooting like 50 percent from three and that's not going to keep up um not with so, that attitude. So, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so to offset that someone else has to learn to shoot i i like Marcel a lot um but his form if he takes four shots his his stroke is different on every single shot um <laughs> which makes that a little bit concerning. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, maybe Statman, when he gets back, I don't know exactly what Wolde Tensai is supposed to be good at. Um, I think it's but, that's you know, a so far. Harsh. I think he's... Well, it's, it's not shooting so far. Um, I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm not entirely sure what, what that does. Um, but, yeah, I, I like this team. I think it's going to be a lot of games in the 40s, uh, but, no, they're not going to ever be a good shooting team. Yeah, I I don't know. Diakite has the best looking shot, uh, so maybe it will keep up. Yeah, he does. Statistically, I well. still think it's gonna get better. I don't know. Maybe I'm just naive in that sense. Like I think World of Ten Size will climb back up closer to like 35, 36 by the end of the season. I think. Uh-huh. And honestly, now Cody's missed three games. I've only played six, so like we don't have a huge like. You know, there hasn't been a lot of time for him to. Hopefully, it's not something worse than just like a cold, you know, the flu, and they wanted to keep him away from everybody else. Because like, I think everyone, my initial thought is like, oh, so he has some sort of like mono that's like going to end up with his appendix coming out. Is that what's happening? <laughs> um, and obviously, that's we'll the spleen, right? <laughs> yeah, is that what? It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need like some Sam Darnold like, <laughs> yeah, out indefinitely. Um. Yeah, I think this team, it, it's kind of funny and maybe fun. And then we get to have this conversation. Like, they're number seven still. Um, if they weren't – this is the first time, I think, in a long time that if it didn't say Virginia on the front of their jerseys and Tony Bennett wasn't the coach, this team would not be ranked, if we're being honest. With yep. just, like, the way that – I still think this is a good team. Don't get me I think this is yeah, a team yeah. that can be in the top ten and can beat anybody on any day. But this is one that's also – we've talked about this before. Like, the season is why – you know, Virginia Tech upsetting – uh, Michigan State at Maui, like obviously Kentucky lost to Evansville. Like teams are going to take losses. Yeah, and I'm actually excited for Virginia to like. Don't take us out the wrong way. When if they when they eventually lose a game, I'm hoping to get to the point where people don't make a Virginia loss an indictment of the entire program. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that that's like past us now with the national championship because right, right. other teams just lose games and that's that happens and it's fine and people don't die it's all right so right. i think this is a team that probably belongs in that seven to 14 range well it's pretty silly that, that even teams that are ranked preseason in the top five can lose out of the gate and stay in the top five, you know, I guess it, yeah. it's everybody saying at the indication of that program and the talent on the roster that they think, but I don't know, preseason rankings are stupid for this reason. UVA is only up there because they're the defending champions. Uh, and if they were the defending champions with, you know, any returning players who were, who were the star players, not, uh, not that we don't have Mamadi and Kihei, but point being Kyle comes back, they're probably number one in the country yeah, sitting probably. there. And they're probably shooting better from outside, so they might they might be more comfortable at number one. I also but, thought about that. I was like, imagine this team with just like Kyle at the three. Yeah, no, no, it, it right. is a, a huge what if. I think if you look at Duke, if you look at Louisville, those teams are going to lose games. Michigan State already has. Kansas obviously will. Maryland's up there. Who who in their right mind thinks Maryland's going to do anything? You know that's a, Maryland at five was interesting to me. No, I am often wrong. Watch Maryland's going to win the national title <laughs> after, but you know I, all these teams have their faults. There is yeah, absolutely there isn't a team that's looked it's amazing. A, it's a weak year in the ACC yeah, too. Maybe right, like you just mentioned. You say Ohio State. Good teams. Yeah, you could say Ohio State's looked the best maybe of, I, and of, i think oregon has looked pretty good too yeah, louisville yeah. outside of letting i forget who they played the other day that they let kind of come back in the game and end up winning by seven or eight. 
Yeah, Akron. Yeah. Like, I think Louisville's look pretty solid. Like, heaven forbid we cast stones about letting people back in games, like, early in the season. <laughs> like, that's, like, that shit happens. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Matt's right because he said, like, so the Big Ten has three ranked teams right now. The ACC has four. Those make up seven of the top ten. So yeah. both of those leagues are extremely top-heavy. Um, it's yet to be seen. I think, like, Florida State's a little confusing to me. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other that I, I that I thought were going to be, like, really good that I don't know what to make of them yet. Um, and honestly, like, credit where credit is due, Mike Young might be a magician. I thought that tech team was going to be really, really bad. Right. And not only have they, like, come up with a really nice win for them, like <laughs> – Right. And I shouldn't say nice things about them this week, but but just like <laughs> that, they might jump into the. They, I think they'll jump in the top twenty-five. So the ACC might have five next next yeah, week. Yeah, when you say top-heavy, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm curious if because what we've seen with the top-heavy ACC recently is UVA, UNC, Duke um, beat up on each other a little bit, but usually beat everybody else. And I'm wondering if these yeah. top ACC teams this year are going to lose a few more games to the middle of the pack ACC. I think so. Yes. And I think so too. And so because yeah. of that, we're not going to have three of the top five teams being, you know, in the ACC come right. the middle of conference play because Virginia Tech's going to beat some people because Syracuse is going to beat some of them. Um, not you wake for us uh but you know it's gonna be <laughs> not you wake <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be easier to to see these top conference teams lose more games and not just to each other um matt yeah. to, to get you back in it I, I or to both of you do you see any change with what we were saying at the beginning of the year that it, you know the uva's preseason number 11 i think we we're all a little skeptical that they would finish that high I wonder if the first few weeks have changed any of that in your impression. I mean, I, I still think this team probably finishes somewhere between like a three and a five seed in the NCAA tournament, which is also probably between like a three and a five seed in the ACC tournament. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel any differently about this team. You know, I, maybe you guys have different opinions of the Arizona state and, and UMass and certainly the Syracuse game was nice. But I, I don't look at this team and go, man, that's a really great win where we really put it together. And I, I feel like this is the potential of, of what this team can be. Because um, even in the, the good victories, right, it's been entirely defensively focused, except for maybe a, that second half against Vermont. Um, so I still think there's a, a ceiling as to where this team can go that is far lower than what we've seen in the past couple of years. But I think the floor is really high. Because um, unless the team just shoots yeah. lights out, sort of like what Tech did to Michigan State, I don't see us getting blown out. I think every game is going to be a struggle for any team to get to 55 or 60. Uh, and I think there's merit in that. And, you know, you probably end up with six or seven losses on the year, and that's fine. Yeah, I that's I, th- I agree. I think when you mentioned the 2017 team, I, I think there are some comparisons. I do think the floor for this team is a little bit higher. Maybe that's just because of now experience and – um, this defense is something else. Like, I know that it's still early and the numbers are affected by preseason stuff and whatever, but they're sitting, you know, the lowest, I think, any defensive efficiency, a team or defensive efficiency for a team was like 84. And this team has been hanging out at like 79 to start the season. Like, that's absurd just even by like early season standards. Like, people don't hang out at 84 uh, or, you know, 70, you know, 79, whatever. I think that. <clears throat> this team could really do almost anything and I wouldn't be that surprised I think like and I mean <laughs> they could lose in the round of 32 and I'd be like yeah that's you know they probably had a tough shooting night and that's that or this team could win some really ugly gritty games and go to the final four and I wouldn't be that shocked either it all depends on what you're getting out of and I agree with Matt in the sense that I think the Vermont win showed the best of what this team can not the best of what this team can be but that was the best performance I think they've had they've had streaks where I'd like and I'm sure coach Bennett's the same I'd like them to close out halves a little better the end of the first half Uh um both games in Connecticut they really let like dominating first halves turn into like closer even honestly you could say with Vermont one with the shot that Lamb hit going into the break to make it like a six-point game Uh like where they were controlling everything um, look like they're about to run away with it and give up, you know, five quick points here over 30 seconds when they didn't give up like, you know, that much the whole half. So um, I think every team 
like we've talked about a little bit, but like you look at UNC, like who's their second scorer? Like when you see Cole Anthony, like who's going to be their guy that gets points? You look at Duke, are you like, are you relying on Trey Jones every night to get all the points or are Vernon, is Vernon Carey? He's been playing really well. Like who's going to be their second go-to person. Uh Um, And so it it was nice. That's why I think the Casey stepping up was so good because you've seen Kihei and Key do good things. You've seen Jay and Mamadi do things. So when one of them are off, you need someone like Casey to do that or well the tensai had 10 points of the night so if he can give them seven to ten points a night eh, i think that's okay he has 16 points on the season (laughs) sure but still early i'm just saying people grow into roles matt come on i'm trying i'm trying here to build up some optimism early in this podcast (laughs) it was definitely uh an eye-opening performance from him i mean it might be something that that can lead to you know, more confidence and more aggressive play. Uh, you know, he, what he brings clearly is the ability to get by defenders that we don't really have on the roster otherwise. Um, and that was so smart for Casey because, like, get to the rim, see the ba- ball go in the basket. Like, that's miss dunk. more shots. Yeah, they miss can, a couple more. Go back, back to, to going the to the basket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and smart. I do still maintain. Um, I thought there were some times the last couple, not last year, potentially the year before and the year before that, where I wasn't quite sure what the offense was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I was just like, this felt a little bit like one person was holding it and they just were like, I don't know what to do. Um, the second half against Arizona State, there were some issues at times, but I still like what they're doing and where they're moving and how they're getting open. Um, it's just, you know, the big part of making the shot which is kind of important in the whole stretch of things but at yes. least like i'm kind of under i'm understanding what they're doing <laughs> like i'm picking up what they're putting down I, I like the you know they're implementing the blocker mover and the ball screens and the whole thing so i, I appreciate that that's probably why i'm not as like oh no they don't have any offense well that in the national championship because they can do whatever i'm still like cool <laughs> it is a a, a nice comfort in the back of all of our minds, I would say. Uh, although, Matt, you're probably unhappy uh, regardless, right? No, I'm fine. If we go, <laughs> if we lose the rest of the games, I'm I'm good. Okay, um, well, that's good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm in a good spot this year. They're unlikely, to lose, <laughs> they're unlikely to lose the rest of the game. So. Yeah, at least we play Wake once, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think God, Maine's so very bad. good. <laughs> uh, this is actually, yeah, this main game um, – if Maine scores 40, I will be shocked. Hammer the under. Um, well, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the uh, the Liberty game. Flames came in and, and they took the lead. And we, we said that they could throw the ball around and Virginia was going to have to score and find some guys to play in the secondary successfully. And, uh, you know, it was good to see, I guess, you be a good, that, that, that proverbial punched in the mouth, maybe – two or three more times than you would like to see them get punched in the mouth in, in, in an in-state uh, game. Uh, but they, they did respond well and, and did enough to, you know, not turn the ball over and uh, run the ball successfully, which was really nice to see. So I, I don't think anyone walked away from this game feeling worse than they did. Uh, but considering UVA fans did that over the bye week, maybe I'm wrong. I don't mean to speak for the fan base. Um, Matt, you're you're the the pessimist on the blog. Or did you did you walk away from this Liberty game feeling worse about UVA's uh, rest of season chances? No, I mean I I don't really think you can take a ton away from a game like that, right? I, we ran the ball well. I think it's interesting. I I actually liked the way the numbers aren't too different except for one big run for for Atkins and for for PK. Um, but I I like the way that they run better than I like the way the Talapapa runs. I was going to say the same um, thing. So I think he'll be – I just – yeah, it's just something – and, maybe you know, it, it's Liberty, so maybe the holes yeah. are bigger and, and everything like that. But it's, For sure. It's something about the way that they hit the hole that I've just enjoyed watching there that I think is a different element. Uh, that will be interesting to see on Saturday because I think Talapapa is supposed to be back for the Tech game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we ran the ball well. The offense has looked really good now for – three games in a row. Bryce just is really incredibly comfortable back there. Um, so that kind of game, I think that's all you want is to see the offense still clicking and get everyone out of there without any major injuries. So it's a, it's a win for me. Yeah, I, I was holding that in my back pocket that I, especially Adkins 
just looks yeah like he has another gear of a productivity you know not necessarily faster not necessarily harder to bring down he just looks better with the ball um but you know small sample size and obviously the coaches see a ton more in practice and and that's something that bronco said in his um in his uh, pregame conference this week his news conference this week was you know you saw successful uh performances from three running backs why you know why has that been just the Wayne show largely or anything like that he said is you know Wayne's just been more consistent but obviously uh it's a close competition he's not that much farther ahead um than the other guys so uh, I hope we see some of them even if Wayne is playing well I think it's good you know to (laughs) to get some fresh legs out there and obviously Atkins and and, uh, both of them uh Hollins and and Kyer both all showed that they can come in after sitting on the bench and, and still produce. So hopefully it's a good sign, but I, I don't know. Atkins made me shake my head and go, where has this kid been um, during his career? Because uh, he just looked that good to me. Darns, what has it been like for you to not have people even utter the words Robert and I for at least two <laughs> or three weeks? Oh my God, it's been a dream. <laughs> it's been an absolute dream. Like, just so it's funny, like no one has – it's you know, the offense is playing well and no one I don't see his name getting thrown out with praise either right. so it's weird it's it's weird how that completely disappeared no and I I want to point out I think the offensive line at the same time right. that there were a few things that all came together at once and Bryce I think the Miami game was the first game that he got that bra- that brace off and obviously got knocked down a little bit again what was it Louisville uh-huh. <clears throat> um but in the last three games he's looked like 2018 Bryce he's looked comfortable he's made good decisions he's throwing the ball away better I don't have the stats in front of me of like how many sacks they've taken but I think the offensive line has just started to mesh you can I think they're just you can see they're meshing a little bit better which I think helps mm-hmm. with the run and again yes against Liberty I do as much as as much as I don't like Hugh Freeze or Liberty like the you can the only reason he has a job is because he's a good coach, right? Like, I think we can agree on the fact that, like, he is competent when it comes to X's and O's and running a football team, or else this is a guy that wouldn't get the proverbial second chance or whatever you want, however you want to say it. So while Liberty's not necessarily, like, it's not Tech, it's not Clemson by any means, any of those, you know, power fives, but... um it's not Rutgers, apparently. It's, either, not, so, yeah. Yeah, it's not Rutgers. <laughs> I actually think Liberty would beat Rutgers, if we're being honest. Um, I thought... And, yeah, yeah, and yet, the, the evidence... Oh, wait, did they <laughs> play? They already lost yeah. Rutgers. Oh, yeah. oh, my fault. It's been a long season, y'all. I try to avoid Rutgers as much as possible. Um, we talked fault, about this last know, week we on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like three hours of sleep. It's, it's struggle okay, city it's okay. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, yes, they're not the best, but I think that outside of the second quarter where the offense – the only time that the offense really sputtered um, and the defense stepped up and got something good, you saw some nice plays out of um, of Heskin-Smith and out of, obviously, Devontae Cross, who was the defensive back of the week with two picks. Um, There's nice things in positions where I was concerned. Does that mean that the concern isn't going to carry over? No, but I feel a little bit better about a couple of those positions. Um, The offense is going to have to score a lot of points, I think, on Friday if they want to. But we'll get to that. Um, (laughs) But I just think that there were some, you know, holding Golden Gandy to – the little production that he did have like that he's a talented receiver so that was a nice sign um and I thought the defense we saw a lot more of the schemes that we'd seen previously in the season um where you saw Snowden getting into people's business and sacks and Mandy Alonzo was really good so that's the stuff that I was excited about yeah Famui was fantastic and I'll just throw this out there while I'm ranting about it um, the creativity of the offense and, and like going for that for that field goal lineup and then switching it to the offense and and finding Charles Snowden for a catch like you know so I, I like that stuff especially the week before Virginia Tech like you like that showing. I hated that I loved it well I you, loved it because it worked why 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 run it against Liberty though like if that's a really good play that you think works why are we not running that next week because you got tested out man Clemson's running those things late in the game against against NC State. 
sometimes yeah, it's like yeah. you ch- you test those things against actual competition that isn't your defense that you know, like well, isn't and, an inter squad scrimmage. The Liberty game was not in hand at that point yeah, <laughs> either. Well, you know, like, thing, like well, that's yeah. what it was. It was good to run it because it worked and it, yeah. it it helped them. You know, distance the like, the game. Like I get, Matt, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like there's also people every week that are clamoring for the offense to be more creative and more assertive. So like we can't have it both ways, where it's like be more assertive, but don't use plays that could give away things to Virginia Tech. Like just run it. If it, it was great, it worked. Snowden got a catch for like 24 yards. I loved it. It was awesome. Your yeah, rebuttal. Fair enough. Like... <laughs> I'll, I'll. You know, I, I. It's probably fine because we've had enough Mike London era failed fake field goals against Tech that if I saw them God. line up in that formation I'd have a heart attack. I forgot there were like seven. Um, <laughs> none of them worked. Well one did yeah, two thousand three. So <laughs> the fake fake yeah. So let's get into it with the uh previewing the, the, the Commonwealth Cup clash contest noises. Friday at noon. Uh, gonna get day drunk. Um, <laughs> so that you see how the air is like deflated from our to be sad <laughs> anymore. Um, amusingly, these teams uh, average both 381 yards a game, uh, 0.4 and, and 0.0 uh, is the difference between them. And yards allowed on the season 347 for the Hokies, 323 uh, for UVA. The spread has bounced around uh, about. I think the highest it got for the Hokies was three. Um, I've seen. How the hell did we three. open as favorites? Who? I don't understand. I think it's three right now. But right now, it, I'm seeing two and a half. But yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, well, well, I think Virginia of course. opened as yeah, favorites. Right. Well, and and a lot of the the statistics, the analytics, the numbers, the abbreviations of equations that predict things are saying who's uh, their favorites S and P. They're uh, they're f- FPI, like their favorite, by a lot. yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know why, and I think the way to figure out a response to all of this stuff is to feel good about it. And then obviously, I don't want to because that usually hasn't worked well. But Matt, can you explain anything from Vegas that might be a good sign for the Hoos? Or maybe I'm totally wrong and it's a bad sign. I mean, the the opening at, I think we opened at, what, like a one or two point favorite, though I think by the time I actually saw it posted places, it was pretty much even. Um, right. So I, I you know, it, that's probably just home field and right. people not knowing that it's actually going to be Texas. <laughs> home field is a bad thing. Um, noon. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. No one's going to be there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot to read out of the Vegas thing because you've got our numbers look better, but Tech is obviously on a tear, right? 73 nothing the last two games, having a lot of point in nine quarters. It's, it's, you know, you wanted to play them two months ago. Um, Hell yeah, and we unfortunately did. we get them at, yeah, unfortunately we get them at Sucks. noon on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Darnie, what are your thoughts on the kickoff time? Thanks, I hate it. I, I just, I don't like the Black Friday game anyway. I think it's dumb and it's inconvenient, regardless of where the game is played it sucks for travel like it sucks for students what like unless you were within a four-hour driving radius of charlottesville for thanksgiving would you be able to like realistically come back and go to the game like the number of people that texted me right after that were like oh shoot i gotta either move like i've got a good friend who's landing at the charlottesville airport at 11 20 a.m and she is like die hard like plans everything and i feel as she asked me before she was like do you think it'll be a night game i was like i'm pretty (laughs) sure it'll be a night game man do i feel like an asshole (laughs) like it it just and you know i've got people you know trogden who writes you know does the bowl preview for us he texted and was like should i get up at 3 a.m and drive and i was like i cannot give you advice on that because no the answer is no it's easy (laughs) to think of advice but i would feel so horrible like well i wouldn't actually feel horrible at all virginia won i'd briefly be like sucks trogden didn't come (laughs) yeah but i would be like oh i feel fully comfortable with not being in scott stadium for the the victory will enjoy the victory <laughs> as much as i would if i was at scott stadium i'm sorry it's freaking holiday and 
yeah it It sucks so bad it sucks for you know it sucks when it's in blacksburg just regardless because it's blacksburg but like at least that doesn't affect us as much because you're like okay you're just gonna watch it on tv um i will say one nice thing i do have a friend here who is a uh, virginia tech alum um she (laughs) i asked her today i was like are you are you still going to the game she's like nah man i'm not gonna donate a hundred dollars to your athletic foundation so good job carla it worked worked for at least (laughs) one person two hokies that will not be there because of this um so i got i got a kick out of that but um yeah the time sucks it sucks i think the only good thing about it is that it hopefully won't be 12 degrees out um I've seen the weather fluctuate from like, oh, it's supposed to rain to, you know, partly cloudy. Or God, don't let it rain. <laughs> be the worst. Um, so, yeah, I don't like the noon kick on Black Friday. Yeah. It sucks. Well, but how, how are you feeling about the game itself? I want to barf. Um, you want to barf? You guys, I don't feel great. I'm going to be honest. And so you're saying sucks. you feel pessimistic. I do feel a little pessimistic, oh, only because nice. only took six years of these podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm letting everybody down. Um, it's <laughs> someone just, out there like, no, you were the last one. <laughs> you were the last hope. <laughs> I came, I came hoping for your positivity. Um, look, and like I said, I do think that it was nice to see the performance out of the secondary against Liberty. That was, I thought they did a better job than against Georgia Tech um yeah that's fair you know the thing with Hernan Hooker is a good quarterback there's you know Lauren and Lauren Brownlow and Norm Wood discussed on an ACC podcast a few weeks ago because she was like okay he's clearly the best quarterback on the team why were they not playing him um and there was some discussion about that because like, I mean he's like five and oh he missed one game since he started because of injury but um but he's not slinging it they do have two very talented receivers um it's just you know against in that last game against Pitt he threw for like 120 something yards or something like that like it wasn't something crazy where he's out there so they the things that make me slightly optimistic would be uh Bryce in this offense the way that's running right now is exactly the type of offense that would give Tech trouble um allegedly is what Lauren tells me and no, I'm just kidding <laughs> um and the fact that if these like if the secondary plays out of their mind and the defense can come up with big plays and I think our special teams is better our special teams has been really good all season I think it's something that's kind of flown under the radar but you know we had who was it? Seneca Millage was returning it was outstanding on Saturday um and you know you've had Joe Reed do great stuff and yeah and apparently Joe is, is hopeful to be back um returning yeah. kicks um and, and he wasn't against Liberty because he's you know been shaking up a little bit um, yeah obviously still pretty pretty normal joe out there though and, yeah. and he's got to be huge for them um i think Every, joe everybody I mean, has to play their best game well very true very true but i think joe is you know our best player in a in a, in a sense obviously it's bryce but um joe presents a, a mismatch just because of how good he is and and they've got to be able to take advantage of that they've got to be able to hit deep throws because they're going to keep guys closer to make sure that Bryce's runs aren't there um and and I want to see Jana Jana is the wrinkle for me Jana yeah 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 but because they're going to have another level yeah they're going to lock in on Reed and Dubois yeah because they should if they don't then awesome thank you like and so Jana to me is one of those guys that's like with him coming on becoming a legitimate third option as a yeah. receiver not just legitimate option like he's been outstanding like really good and really consistent yeah, yeah, yeah. and I agree like it's gonna be I'm oh, I don't know I just the big factor just all comes down to me for can Virginia get out of their own heads enough to not let the streak be, like tech comes into it like we've got this shit because they have the last 15 years like that i think that's what won them the game in blacksburg last year was i i agree like in hindsight they played conservative after taking the lead like that led to whatever else and you know just these weird issues and like freak things that happened that just felt like it's never going to happen type thing like you just can't let that shit bother you and i think i don't know that's that's what worries me is i think they match up pretty evenly. The tech's been hot, but it's not like Virginia's played horribly. 
So this is an eight and eight and three team. This is a pretty good football team, you guys. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've them. convinced yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago, I told several people that Virginia was going to lose by several touchdowns. All right. um, I've yeah. come off of that ledge a little bit. Um, I was extremely worried about the young guys in the secondary. Yeah. Matt, how are you feeling? Yeah, I, I agree with Darnie to an extent. I don't think Hooker is particularly good. Um, I think he's the best quarterback Tech has, for yeah. sure. But if you look back on these, these last two games, because he didn't play that Notre Dame game, that close loss. If you look back, Wake, Georgia Tech, and Pitt, Tech's like almost running a triple option offense. They've thrown the ball 53 times, and they've run it 141 times. Huh. Um, so he's not being asked to do anything, right? They're, what they're doing is they're getting ahead. They're running the hell out of the ball. And then he's able to put up great completion numbers and not throw interceptions because they're just running it off play action. And he's got wide open looks on the offense. Um, That's why he's not throwing for that many yards. Um, So I think if you want to beat them, you've got to do two things. One is you've got to stop the run. Because if you can make them actually in passing downs where you know they're going to pass, I don't think he's that good. And two, I think you've got to score first. I, I do think that whoever scores first in this game wins because you look at Georgia Tech didn't score at all. Pitt didn't score at all. He hasn't had to be in a situation where he's down seven or down 10, um, you know, down seven later, down 10 early, and they actually have to be throwing the ball to get back in the game in a predictable offense. That's a pretty so good So I think good that's what you have to do to win. Um, and I'm going to add, don't turn ball, it over. <laughs> do not turn the ball agreed. over. Yeah. Do yeah. not yeah. turn it but over. He, but if Tech gets the ball first and they start running for – four or five yards of carry it's going to be a nightmare of a game yeah I think like I said a second ago they've got to find a way to get the ball downfield in big plays and that's something that they haven't been able to do much this season and was a bit of an issue last year too I mean I think we're a little more successful in big plays last year statistically what you just haven't seen is Bryce connect on the deep pass. Uh, and that's something that's been a criticism of, of Perkins is that, you know, he's, he's not the best um, throwing quarterback. And I think the only way that's accurate is when you look at like deep passes, he hasn't been. Um, and so they've leaned into being able to get him in the intermediate passes. He's been very successful finding Jana, uh, finding Reed and, and being able to put up yards. But in order to open up his strength, which is the playmaking, ability in his feet he's got to be able to have guys who who are the defense are looking for that, that that long throw and the good news about that in particular is it only takes a play or two so if you do it successfully once or twice early then you're going to benefit from that uh for the rest of the game but can they do that <laughs> and and that that's something we really haven't seen them do successfully so um uh, it's it, it it's a tough ask as a game, it's a tough ass right there. It's certainly not impossible, and there's a reason the statistics are favoring the Who's. There's a reason the, the whatever robot prognosticators are out there are favoring the Who's. Um, this is this sucks. I hate it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so stressed out. But isn't I'm so there also out. isn't there also this lovely aura of national championship that just goes that you know, in the grand scheme of things? I'll I'll take national championships in other sports and yeah absolutely failure in football though we love football and i and like you said they're eight team eight win yeah, team the decent team that's provided us they're continuing to get better right. they're definitely and, and they lose to the hokies it's not the end of the world um it's just yeah it's just and that's important so to say brutal. it's not the end of the world but it's so brutal to just and it's know, just it's, like yeah. it's comical it's it's i mean it's it, it's kind of the end of the world uh-uh. I'll come home and I'll go on YouTube and I'll put on the Purdue game and then I'll put on the Auburn game and then I'll put on the Texas Tech game. I'll have myself a white claw and it'll be fine. Like it, it's just the stress of like I more want it for oh, shit. I just want to tweet about it. I want to tweet about winning a game, which we can't do ever because we haven't since Twitter's existed. Win it for the oh, tweets. I want to put on some fire tweets, you guys. Like team if you're listening i've got so many great tweets just do it that'll be the extra motivation yeah that'll be the kicker um i'm going i already regret it um (laughs) it's just like yeah it's absolutely right it's not the end of the world it's not 
I don't think it turns the season into a failure. I don't think it really even like ruins. You can there's Virginia's still going to go to a pretty good bowl game. Like it's going to be fine. Everything's yeah. great. I think this that Bronco and the staff are the right people. Like all that good stuff. And they haven't lost yet. And so there's, yeah, there's some I more know. I want to go over. So um, we said going into the Liberty game, that's something that they, they had uh, gone away from probably because of injuries. to so the secondary was getting pressure um, in, in the backfield. And I thought they did that very successfully uh, yes. against Liberty. Again, that is Liberty. Uh, so, you know, the, yeah. it is hard to, to take too much away from it, but it looked more like the, the old cells uh, getting the pressure. And a lot of that started from Aaron Famui, who uh, had a sack and a half. And God, he was, was so disrupted. Good. Two and a half tackles for loss. Um, Jordan Mack got in there. Hambeck, uh, Nick Jackson, who's certainly going to be playing plenty. Uh, I don't know that we've um, seen anything definitive about Jordan Mack's health. Uh, I think I, I saw someone say, he said, yeah, I'll be fine. Or one of the coaches said, yeah, he's going to be fine. I don't remember where I read that or if that's true or not at all that against me. Well, I have but, a friend uh, who saw him at Wild Wing Cafe after the game with his family. And oh, she said, well. quote, unquote, he looked great. So, <laughs> okay. Well, no he, boot, no if crutches. He can eat we're good. <laughs> chicken wings, he can get in the backfield. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it just speaks to another thing that they're going to have to do successfully to, to win this game. Yeah. Um, is create some ruckus back there. Maybe I mean, that's something. Maybe that's something that Hooker hasn't had to deal with. Uh, as ruckus much. away. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, look, and everyone, everyone who's listened to this long enough knows that I'm not that. I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm trying. Like, I need to not be as. Yeah. It's. It's just. I don't. Ugh. I. <laughs> <laughs> that's like how I've summed up my feelings, and everyone. Actually, I muted Hokies on Twitter. Like, not people, but just the word. Um, and highly recommend. <laughs> I didn't know um, you could do that. It's <laughs> delightful. Because I was like, I was tired of seeing, I've got a l- bunch of lovely fellow writers that cover both Virginia and Virginia Tech. And I was like, look, I don't want to unfollow X person because they're Lauren Brownlee. my friends and write yeah. good things. But I do <laughs> not want to read about how so-and-so former Virginia Tech players like, we're going to kick their asses. They've got a clock, blah, like all that stuff. And I was like, how can I do this? And I was like, ooh, they always put hashtag Hokies. So I muted it. And my life has been demonstrably better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, let's hear some more thoughts. Yeah, I mean, we're going to lose. Um, <laughs> Why are we going to lose? Did that... I I just don't I I don't trust this team to score enough. I you know the biggest thing are the two lines. We talked about the defensive line needing to stop the run, and the other aspect is the offensive line. Right, the reason why we couldn't do those deep shots successfully in some of the games earlier against Notre Dame, for example, when they were jumping everything at seven yards, was because we didn't get enough time to protect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can get time to protect for it and let those routes develop, then you can take the shots. Um, but I think Tech defense is playing really, really well. I, I cannot wait for Bud Foster to retire to his cocaine den. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, that'll be a, a wonderful time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll score. I think we'll do better than Pitt and Georgia Tech did. Um, but I oh, hopefully. I worry about – yeah, I know, right? That's I, no I worry about this, the, <laughs> this rivalry. <laughs> God, just, I, I worry about the offense being able to put anything up there. Yeah. Oh, that was a miserable game. God, um, game I think it'll be better sucked. than that. I also don't trust, you know, you talk about coaching matchups. Robert and I against Bud Foster is not yeah. one that I love on our, our side of things. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling about the same as usual. So tell me, though, let's say UVA wins. What does that look like? I know we've we've hit a few of these points, but what do you think is the realistic shot uh, for a Virginia victory? I think you get up early, right? You, maybe it's a big play. Maybe it's just getting an early driver and early special teams play on it. I think if if you can get up ten, uh, then I, I think you can really make Tech play an offense that they don't want to play. Um, and I, I don't think they're a team that's really built to to come from behind. Um, so I, I think a, a realistic victory would be something like, you know, like twenty-eight fourteen or something like that. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I don't think it'll be like last year where you've got. 65 points being put up um and i i don't think it'll be a blowout on either side because i don't think either team has the offense to, to really make that firepower happen 
Um, this is like guaranteeing a blowout. Yeah, like a, a fire high. It's going to be like 55, I'm sure 53. I'll be totally wrong. Yeah, it'll be like that UNC game of ours. It made no sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, what probably happens is that, like, Bryce goes down on the third play and Lindell oh, Stone starts Jesus getting warmed God. up because Brennan has mono. Um, <laughs> and it's just, everything just just starts looking better and better by halftime. God damn it. Uh, uh, this is the Eeyore episode. I <laughs> no, I think that's a good question. I think Virginia cannot turn it over. They've got to, I think, have a plus. I want to say plus two in the turnover. Virginia Tech has some fumble issues that in some the last couple fumblies they get the fumblies Uh, this is to me and that's what the when i look back on the miami loss when i look back on the louisville loss when i look back on the notre dame loss that all to me came from a few things like got out of hand or ruined momentum with bad turnovers right like especially i'm that notre dame game just annoys me because i don't think notre dame's offense is anything better than pedestrian but maybe i'm alone in that but their well, defense like set up, rush. yeah, yeah. Their defense set up that offense on like the five yard line, and like right. obviously Ian Book's going to score on that. But that's the stuff that you know when you watch the beginning of that pit game. Like I watched part of that game because I, I will admit, I got like annoyed and was like, I don't want to watch any of this. They blah, and turned it off. But <laughs> that game was gross. Like that game was like really three and out, three and out, three, like and you know Virginia Tech scored and then. Pickett got just destroyed and fumbled the ball on like the two yard line and they ran it in and then it, that was it like Pitt just couldn't get anything going and you know tech I don't know how they scored in the second half but like that's the stuff you can't can't turn the ball over and you have to I think you have to control like field position those are the two biggest so, so I want to I want to summarize all the thoughts. We need to win the turnover battle by more than two. Play perfect. Get good plays. Make a big special teams play. Stop the run. Protect. And um, and then we're good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get in the get in the backfield. Yeah. Cool. So like that seems easy. And that's how you lose fifteen in a row. Someone. Yeah. Someone send this to the coaches. Yeah, I think we figured out the game plan. Just these are all the things you have to do. Don't do the stuff that ends up being bad for the team. <laughs> I like it. I like where we're at. <laughs> all right. Thanks. I think we could be coaches, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my NCA fourteen dynasty is doing really well. Uh, I fired up the Xbox three hundred and sixty uh, nice. at the beginning of uh, football season because I was craving it, and I'm doing great. So yeah, I think you're you're right. We should be in charge. And I look forward uh, to Carla approaching us uh, <laughs> after the Who's win because they did everything we said they were going to do and should do. Let's get to some predictions. Matt, you're the guest of honor. Let's hear, let's hear a definitive prediction from you. Uh, 24-10, Tech. All right. Yeah. Caroline. <laughs> 2414 tech. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Ooh. Gosh. I, <laughs> I feel so gross. <laughs> I'm speechless. I know. I can't pick the who's to win. That's for sure. That's again, you've already said that you will not pick them to win this game until they oh. actually do it. <laughs> oh, I, I sort of want to. I mean, I. <laughs> because <laughs> it's like i got nothing to lose like like yeah. I, I picked them to win and they lose well they lose like it's just because i just don't think they're gonna gonna be able to like matt said score enough points um for for all the re- reasons we detailed so i it'll be really funny if they win i mean it's year of the who's right like like this is where we uh this, this is this is what what's been due to us is is a if calendar they, year if they cap this off i swear like oh, you swear you'll be very happy <laughs> <laughs> like i'm sure plenty of people that don't like uva that follow me already find me insufferable with uva so yeah. you don't even know <laughs> no i agree we no, and, and just, we should be insufferable um, yeah, if if honestly. it does happen mm-hmm. But uh, I I like I like the low scoring annoying I don't know 
yeah, since you said 2410, Matt, I'll go an even 2110. I think 10 sounds about right. Um, oh, God. <laughs> with some sort of like red zone failure for the who's mixed oh in God. there. <laughs> you know? See, that's the thing. And they haven't shown us anything in the last three weeks where we should think that red zone issues are going to continue being the, uh-huh. I don't know. They've been like, what, nine for nine or something like that? Or it's, I think it's higher than that. And they've scored. If it's 30, not, it, felt, it feels good, certainly. Yeah. It's, they've scored 33 plus in the last three games. Like, uh, but I mean, yeah, you know, like Bud Foster is. They haven't I, had a top I think 10 this is defense in, dec- in a decade. But We spent all last year uh, in this podcast talking about how ghosts aren't real. <laughs> And, and the UVA is back, and the Hokies are down, yeah. and Ryan Willis sucks, yeah. and blah, 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 and then they lost. So it's good that we're taking the other approach. It's worth trying, at least. Yeah, test it out. Because Lord knows nothing else has worked for us. And also, we don't have any impact I picked impact this to lose last game. year, too. This what? I picked this to lose last year, too. Don't tell me I was wrong. No, I, I just mean the general tone, not just of us, but also the whole fan base. Yeah. I did not. I, this is this is uh, this will be the first time that I picked them to lose. <laughs> you, universally wrong. No, that's good too because you're always wrong about this game, <laughs> and now you're picking a Virginia loss. So hopefully you continue to be wrong yeah. about this game. Football gods, I will gladly take the L on this. One. <laughs> it all works out. Put a lot of money on the Hokies, and then when oh, win, win a lot of money, which is pretty good emotionally. <laughs> Some emotional hedging, right? Is that what? <laughs> exactly. Anywho, we uh, we'll be back to see what happens, and to, to well, we will have seen. We'll be back to discuss what happens, and we will, of course, be back to talk about. Uh, basketball season we'll have bowl games to take a look at and to, uh, discuss what, what what mid-tier bowls we're most excited to attend Sunday <laughs> uh, sun bowl uh, we'll we're not, not going to go to Detroit we, right? are. we don't yeah. have to play Clemson <laughs> <laughs> but uh we've also got one uh, football team left the men are uh soccer team still in contention here unfortunately the field hockey team and the women's soccer team uh, were knocked out of their respective tournaments this week. Uh, but the men look good. The men look really, really good. Took it to Campbell. They didn't have to play JMU. But, yeah, stay tuned to everything for basketball and football, pre-hokey coverage, pre-post, all the basketball games. We have Maine coming up uh, for the next uh, Virginia basketball game. But uh, stay tuned to streakingthelawn.com for all that content. And until next week, for everybody at the blog, I am Pierce. Go Hoos. Go Hoos.